I just had one more clip I wanted to show you that kind of fit into what we're going to talk about in the next few moments. So take a look at this. This is our first Christmas as a married couple. We're having family coming to visit. Uh, next Christmas, I suggest we add measuring the ceiling. Surviving a new mother-in-law is every recent bride's rite of passage. Dish. All you've done is lose my luggage, mistakenly cancel my son's hotel reservation, and hit me in the head with a packed snowball. Well, if you want to focus on the negative, that's one way to see our relationship. I put Owen and the crew in our room, Mom's in the guest room. My house is just getting a wee bit cramped. Jerry, Steve, Dad? Oh, it's a nightmare we're all experiencing wide awake. You really want me to eat this? This really spicy. Steve told me to take it out of the oven, but I forgot. Should I quickly build an extra room to the house, or <laughs> you want me to grab some clean blankets for the air mattress? Christmas Day! Thanks, Mom. Oh, the perfect Christmas, huh? Now, men, I just want you to know, normally I have a policy on absolutely no Hallmark movies ever making it into the church tonight, so I apologize. There's lots of time tonight, guys, to go home and watch Die Hard before you head to bed, so... Uh so balance it out, huh? Um, but we're going to talk about this in the next few minutes, this concept of perfect Christmas. So Merry Christmas to you. I'm glad you're here. I'm just glad we get this few moments to spend together as a church. And if you're a guest with us, we're so glad that you said yes to the invite. And uh, so uh, tonight, I'm going to guess you probably came in here in one of three different seasons of life. Now, for some of you, life is really, really good right now. You might even say life is wonderful. Your health is good. Your job's stable. You know, everything seems to be on the up and up. You mean, I mean, you even think that the Panthers are going back to the Super Bowl next year. Like, that, you just think that, right? And this is a, there's a lot of laughter in your house right now. Things are good. People are loving each other in your family, like your spouse and you and your kids and you. And you would truly say, like, this is the most wonderful time of year. But for others of you, life isn't like that right now, is it? Like some of you, you would say your house is a lot dimmer than that. You might even describe it as dark. This may be because this is the first Christmas that you'll spend without that loved one. They're not here anymore. Or maybe it's the first Christmas after that divorce or the loss of a job. Maybe it's the first time with this health issue where you're dealing with something huge at work and you don't even want to take the break at Christmas time to put this thing on the side. You might even say this is the first time in a long time you can remember that there is just so much tension in your house. But then there's another group here. And like you would say, neither one of those really apply to me. I mean, life is not great, but it's not bad either. I would say I'm just kind of in a neutral zone right now. But you know, sometimes in this neutral zone, you can get a bit restless, right? Like you can't quite put your finger on it, but you know something is missing out there somewhere, and it's missing from the now. Well, I don't know exactly what you came in uh, with this this evening, but it's interesting about this season, this Christmas season, that whatever, wherever you're at in life, it seems like Christmas can actually magnify it. Like if life is going really good right now, like Christmas makes it feel that much better. But if life is tough, Christmas can actually make it feel a bit tougher. And if you're neutral right now, something about the Christmas time makes you stop 
and ponder, where am I in life? Where am I going? What am I missing? Now, although we're probably all in different seasons of life, my guess is we have one something in common tonight. And that's that for one day out of the year, on Christmas Day, right, December 25th, tomorrow, we want to have the perfect Christmas Day, right? I mean, isn't that why we spend so much energy, so much time on this, and so much money, right? Because we look and we want to have the perfect Christmas Day. So I wonder, what does that look like for you? Like, what is in your box that would be the perfect Christmas day? Now, maybe in in your perfect Christmas, you just want everyone to like the gifts you bought, right? You want to be the perfect gift givers. And parents, you want to hand that gift to your kid, right? And you want them to receive it. And as they're unwrapping it, the little tears coming down their eye. They're so excited, (laughs) right? And when they open it up and look at it, they say, Oh, mom and dad, that is perfect. I so love it. But what I really love, mom and dad, is you. you know, that's just, nobody's going to say that. That's just not going to happen tomorrow. Right? Our kids, uh, maybe you're after the PlayStation 4. You know, that's what you're after. Or the Nintendo Switch or, or the hoverboard. Is that still a thing? Hover? Am I, that's gone. All right, forget that. All right, rewind. Maybe you're after something like that uh, this year. I would guess for some of you, you asked for the new iPhone. Like you said, I want the iPhone 10R. That's what I want for Christmas. Anybody put that on their list? Yeah. I just thought, you know what I just thought is, let's make somebody's Christmas perfect. Let's just give this away tonight and make somebody's Christmas perfect, right? Well, unfortunately, the this is not the iPhone. The, 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 the this is a box. Um, so you're welcome to it. I don't know if that's going to work for you. Maybe um, for you, you would say, you know what I really want? I really want no one in my family to fight. Like, I just don't want there to be tension and argument. No low blows this, this Christmas season. Like, I don't want anyone abusing a substance this go around or somebody getting crazy. I, I don't want anything like that. I just want there to be peace in my home. Still others of you, when you look at your Christmas you, for you, you think, man, it would be perfect if so-and-so was here. It's a family member or, or maybe a, a, a friend, and you just say, you know, Christmas would be perfect if they're here. Maybe they're on their way, or maybe they're here. They're, like, sitting right next to you right now, and you have this feeling already of, man, this is what makes Christmas perfect for me. Now, I think if some of us were honest, we might say, you know what would make the perfect Christmas? If, if somebody was not here, Right? <laughs> If maybe that person would not show up this Christmas, right? I mean, we all, we all kind of have that guy, that, that Cousin Eddie, right, out there. Um, it doesn't every family. I mean, if you're sitting here, like, thinking, I don't, I don't think we have a Cousin Eddie. You're probably it. It's probably you. So somebody's probably tapping you right now. Maybe for you, like, your perfect Christmas is that it snows on Christmas Day. Doesn't look like it's in the forecast, right? But you never know. In 1985, in Phoenix, Arizona, it snowed in December. So you never know. Here's the bad news. It's probably not going to snow tomorrow, right? And here's the bad news. Whatever you envisioned as your perfect Christmas is probably not going to happen tomorrow. So let's close in prayer. Lord, thank you for... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) 
Well, that was a lame service. <laughs> Let's go to Denny's. I'm, I'm, I'm really only halfway joking, and here's why. You're smart. You know, right? Someone's not going to like the gift you got them. They're going to put on a brave face, but they're not going to really like it, right? There are two people in your house at some point in time, they're going to get into it. They're going to have an issue and an argument. You know you're probably going to blow a part of the Christmas meal. Already something didn't come in the mail, right? And it's Christmas Eve. It's too late at this point. Cousin Eddie will probably show up. He just does. He always does, right? And that family member is going to say something dumb, and you're going to get all worked up and mad. There's really no such thing, I would guess, as the perfect Christmas. But you know what's encouraging? If we go back to the very first Christmas, we actually see it was anything but perfect. I mean, think about the story. We've got Mary. She's pregnant. And people ask her, you know, hey, who's the dad? Is it Joseph? And she goes, no, uh, this, is, this is from God. Oh, it's from God. You know, it's from God. You know? I'm sure it's from God, honey. Or think about Joseph and his position. Hey, I heard Mary's pregnant. She's saying it's not yours. Uh, think about what they would have to deal with. They would be the laughingstock of the town. And then imagine uh, the rest of how this story plays out. In Luke chapter 2, which has most of the Christmas story, you were just read it on the screen. In fact, here's what I want to encourage you. I challenge you. If you've never done this in your family, tomorrow morning before you crank into it, open up your Bible to Luke chapter 2. You say, I don't have a Bible. Just flip to it on an app somewhere on your phone and look up Luke chapter 2 and just read it as a family and get a new perspective on the Christmas story. But here's how it starts in Luke chapter 2, verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. Now, if you know anything about Roman history, when Caesar says something's going to happen, you really have two choices. You either do it or you die. That's your options, right? And in this time, when a census came about, you actually had to go to the hometown of your ancestors. So they would pack up and head on this journey for a census. Joseph, he's a smart guy, right? So he packs up his family and heads out. Picks up in verse 4. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, to the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. Now, you can gloss over that really quickly if you're reading and not understand that Nazareth to Bethlehem, 90 miles. That's about a four-day journey, right, on foot and donkey, which they were doing. So picture this, this imperfect setup. You've had a nine-month pregnant Mary on a donkey for four days, and you thought your travel plans were bad, huh? Picks up in verse 6. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. I mean, if you're nine months pregnant and you're on a donkey for four days, the time has now come, and the baby is on its way. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. So they show up in Bethlehem. Mary goes into labor, and there's no rooms for them. Have you ever gone into a hotel and asked for your reservation? You know, do you have a reservation? You know, uh, did you make it under your name? <laughs> Think about Mary, this position that she's in here. The first Christmas is nothing perfect. Nothing. And yet, in a moment, someone perfect shows up. Do you understand that? Like in the most imperfect situation in history, someone perfect shows up. It's Jesus. 
Like God in the flesh shows up on the scene. The only person who had ever laid claim to being perfect, Jesus, he arrives. It's Christmas. Now, here's what I believe based on Scripture. I think you could argue that this was one of the worst moments in the life for Mary and for Joseph. Now, they're following God. They're tracking with God, but it's hard. And then the moment Jesus showed up into their imperfect situation, there was peace. That's why the angels declared just a few verses later, verse 14, glory to God in the highest and on earth. Will you say it out loud with me, that word? Peace. Yeah. To those on whom his favor rests. This is the first time since the fall that there is actual on earth real peace in Jesus. And Jesus brought that peace. And I believe with everything within me that Jesus still brings that peace into our situations that you might have come into the room tonight with. Here's what some of you came to hear today. When, some, when someone perfect enters your imperfect situation, you get peace. But it takes somebody perfect. Like you can't buy peace. Hopefully, I think you know that by now. So the question is, who is that perfect person in your life that you're seeking peace from? Listen, ladies, I don't have to tell you tonight, it probably isn't the guy sitting next to you, right? I mean, he's a good guy, right? He's a great dude and all, but he's probably not perfect, right? And and guys, listen, it's Christmas Eve. I don't want to get us in trouble, guys. But The lady sitting next to you is probably not perfect either. Kids, are your parents perfect? I knew you'd have an answer for me. No, I don't have to convince you of that, right? Kids, your parents, you get to see it every single day. Listen, my kids get to see an imperfect pastor father every single day. Now, there's no such thing as this perfect person except for Jesus. So don't ever try to replace with the earthly relationship, what God has freely given to us. Only Jesus can bring this real peace. Or I would put it this way. A step towards Jesus is a step towards peace in your life. That's the actual message of Christmas. So really what would make your Christmas perfect, whether you realize it quite yet or not, the perfect Christmas is you taking a step to investigate what Jesus has to offer your life. And I want you to know that here at Windover Hills, that is our entire purpose. In fact, that is the purpose of God's church, to help you take a step in your faith. I want you, I want you to know I really believe that God wants to do something big in your life in 2019. I really do. I don't know what it is, but I do know two things. One, it will require a step of faith towards Jesus on your part, a step towards Jesus. And two, I believe with everything that Windover Hills is a place that can help you along that journey. There's lots of great churches that can help you along that journey. Now, you'd probably expect a pastor to say that about their church, right? But ask the people of any church, and they'll tell you Jesus simply makes life better and makes you better at life. So if you're sitting here and you've been on the sidelines, isn't that what you've been looking for? Isn't that what you've been after? Jesus simply offers better life. So here's my challenge this evening. If you've been on the sidelines with God or you've been on the sidelines in church, I want to encourage you to plug into church. It doesn't have to be here at Windover Hills, but plug in somewhere from January to Easter. How about that? 
Anybody can do that. It's a little over three months. I mean, we've been on terrible diets for that long, right? And saw no results. How about giving Jesus a chance to transform your life? Here's the good news. God has already taken the step towards you. He's already done it. That's the message of, of Christmas. Like Jesus is already here. He's available to you to bring peace to your imperfect situation. The only question is, will you let him? In 2019, will you take a step towards him? I'm going to pray that you do. And in just a moment, uh, after I pray, we're going to sing just one more song together. And I'm going to give you a little instruction before we sing that song. Uh, uh, just some instruction, a song that will help bless us as we go out this evening uh, together. But let me first pray for you. Would you bow with me? Father, you know I'm, I'm passionate about you, Lord. I'm passionate about what you can do in someone's life. But Father, there may be somebody out here that uh, they just never investigated it. Or what they know up till now is maybe what they've seen in popular culture on TV. Tonight, Lord, if there be anything... Would it just be the day that they've decided to take a step towards you to learn about who you are, to what you have to offer, to hearing what actually the Bible says about you? Lord, for anyone out there that would identify with an imperfect situation, an imperfect season of life, Father, would you allow them to let you, the perfect being, speak into that and that you would bring peace? We pray this in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Well, here's what I'd like to, to do in the next few minutes. We're going to sing joy to the world together as we close off. And so it has four verses. Uh, we'll sing verse 1, 2, and 3, and then we'll repeat verse 1 at the end. So what I'd like you to do is this. It's Christmas season. For many of you, you came with family or close friends together. You're sitting on a row or taking up a row. I want to allow you the first verse as we're singing to just take a moment to hug those close around you, your family, your, your friends, those closest that came with you. Sometimes we miss that. And it's something beautiful at Christmas to, to do that together. And then we'll sing verse 2 and 3. During verse 2 and 3, I want to just invite you to just scramble a little bit and shake a hand and maybe be a little careful on the hugs on that side of things, okay? But just shake a hand and say Merry Christmas to someone. If you can't say Merry Christmas and sing, that's okay. The praise team can lead us on those. And then we'll hit the first verse again. And I just want to take that first verse to return to your seat and just to just belt it out to the Lord. If you're sitting out there and you go, I am the worst singer uh, there is, who cares? Tonight, God will love it. So would you just sing it out? And we'll sing that last verse loud together. And then we'll dismiss and, and head out and, and, uh, and spend the rest of our Christmas Eve on to Christmas tomorrow. Sound good? All right. First verse for you and your family. Second and third verse. Reach out and shake a hand, say Merry Christmas, then back to the first verse. We'll sing it loud together, bless one another, and then we'll go out.